0: a better place to be right now than right here in this room um, because uh, I kind of have a suspicion that by his spirit I just think Jesus might actually be here um, and I've I've discovered that when Jesus is in the room it's a great place to be because anything could happen. Um, I actually felt like I uh, uh God say to me just this afternoon that there were some people going to be here in this room tonight and you have come along here specifically because you need someone to pray for you to be healed. So uh so if if you have come along specially tonight because you've heard that uh we're gonna have like a healing night, then this is for you. Okay, just like I felt like I heard God say to me this this afternoon that there will be people here specifically because they have heard this was going to happen. So you're kind of like waiting right now. You're waiting for me to cut to the chase and let's just go and do the deal. Um, and so uh, you're just going to have to wait a little bit. Um, if you are sick or in pain right now and you 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 know about it, like uh, so, I'm talking to those of you who. Uh, like there is something wrong with you and you are experiencing it right now. You can actually feel it in your body. Uh, uh, there's someone here and you've got pain in your lower back uh, and it's been, it's been a, a debilitating pain for many years. Um, and uh, so what I want you to do is I just want you to just check that out right now because I felt like God was saying that before we even pray for people, he's going to start healing some people. So could you just just check that out right now? If that's you, if you're like if you're really struggling with you have you have chronic pain uh, in the lower part of your back. I want I don't want you to just sit there and just think oh like I actually want don't, don't worry about it. Just get up out of your seat, bend over, do something like radical or just like no one's bending up or just just, just check it out. How's it feeling? It's still the same? What I want you to do, take your seat and just like you've already just checked it out now and if zero is no pain, 10 is the worst pain you've ever had, what sort of pain are you in right now? probably about eight out of ten, like I mentioned, the rest of us, she just looks like she's just sitting there, but she's in a lot of pain right now, so now that you've actually checked that out and you've kind of figured it out, by the end of when, by the end of, I'm just going to talk for a little bit, and after, you can take your seat, Um, so we're, because I'm, we're not going to do anything with that right now, but by the end of the night, when we actually get to pray with you, we've all already just figured we've all heard that that's eight out of ten pain i felt like there's somebody else here and i'm not sure what it is but it's like there's something to do with your left heel um or maybe it's it's the arch of of your foot but it's like it's kind of like you feel like the bone is coming through your foot um like i mean like i just felt that just before when i was just standing there that's kind of like not me so is that is that someone in this room that like okay so um, I, I I was at a service once and somebody said oh there's, there's someone with such and such and like who is that and the person put their hand up and he's just like oh excellent it's like no not excellent um, just uh, are you in pain with that right now continually so like if zero's no pain and ten's the worst you've ever had give me a number six out of ten so it's, it's really quite uncomfortable um, I just want you to just, just to stamp that foot just on the ground a little bit and just tell me what's happening to it. Sorry? It's, it's tingling? Okay, just hold on to that tingle. Um, what we found in our church is that half the time, most times Christians pray for something and if they don't get an instant answer, they figure that God's answer to them was no. It's just like that's actually, like where did we come up with that kind of stuff? Well, that's just not smart, you know. Uh, Jesus himself had to pray for a blind man twice before the man was completely healed. I figure if Jesus himself prays again, then I reckon we ought to just pray. Just check it out again. Like, how's it gone? Give me a number. Like it's gone from six down to four. Just like, and and we haven't even prayed. Just like, that's just like so cool. It's because it's not it's not us that do the healing. It's the Holy Spirit. Like, when I pray for people that are sick, I actually don't pray for them. I just lay hands on them and I just say, be healed in Jesus' name. And then God just kind of like does stuff because he's really good at it. He's really good. At healing, he's really good at it. Okay, can I just can I tell you a story that's out of the Bible? It's in it's in uh, John's Gospel, and uh, it's uh, this happened nearly two thousand years ago. This is this has happened in the time of Jesus, and it says this. Uh, now, as Jesus passed by, he was just walking down the road. He's got his disciples with him. His disciples are his followers, so like uh, his apprentices. Um, And uh, as as he was uh, walking down the way, he saw a man who was blind from birth. Okay, so here's a blind man. I actually prayed for a blind man uh, in India. Just uh, was that like that was two years ago? I think it was 2016. Um, I was in a village. And uh, I was there sharing with a couple of Christian pastors. And uh, up to the place that we were staying, it was right out, very remote village, very remote. And uh, this man came because he, he knew the pastors and he'd heard that I was coming. So he just thought he would come and join in. Now he had a cane because like like, he was blind. And it was really odd because when you looked at his eyes, his eyes were kind of like milky. Like now, there's probably a medical condition, um, like cataracts or something like that. I'm I'm not a doctor. Okay, Um, uh, I just take people to Doctor Jesus. And so I was there, and this guy is there, and I'm talking to the pastors, and the pastors just they notice he comes and he sits down, and everyone's just talking, and just like, I'm just like, how can we just be talking here, and a blind man just walked up, and we're not doing anything okay this happened for jesus so they're walking along and they see a blind man um fast forward to the end of the story just because i know that you're desperate to find out i asked the pastors would it be all right if i if i prayed for that man um they just like yeah because i can't speak the local language and uh so i would need one of them to be an interpreter for me so I probably broke all the cultural rules because I'm sort of like the important person and it's a very dusty remote area and so here's this old man who came in and he's got white milky eyes and so I just do what I do because I, I just kind of think everybody's important. So I got down on my knees in front of that man and that's probably not the thing to do because you're supposed to be the dignitary, the guest, like, you know, just... Um, I got down on my knees in front of him. I prayed for him. I I commanded the windows of his soul, which are your eyes, I commanded the windows to open up and let light in. The guy could see. He could see clearly. The really weird thing was, is that his eyes were still milky. I, I just like, that just confused me. But like he's like the two passes, they couldn't believe it either. Because so they were asking him, what's that? Uh, what's right over there? A hundred meters away. What am I pointing at? Oh, that's a such and such. Just like he just like he just look at it. Oh, yeah. No, that's that. That's a bike. You yeah, know, that's yeah. No, there's a dog right over there. Now I can see that shoe. That's just lying over there. Just like he's just like he could see clearly. And it was just confusing. I love hanging around Jesus. How's your foot? Like, just check that out. What's it feeling like? Pretty good. Give it a number out of, out of 10. It's down to a two. Like, whoa. How's your back? You're really cheesed off by that right now because it's just like, just like, how come Jesus, you, you did that? It's just like, it's more when you're standing. Okay. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Jesus. When you see somebody else get healed, it's a promise to you. It's a promise not to give up. Okay? We we give up too easy because we think that God doesn't care about us. I want you to know that God cares about you. Okay, I haven't started the story yet, have I? Jesus is still walking down the road with his disciples and he walks past a blind man okay um and his disciples asked him saying rabbi rabbi is just a a a jewish way of saying teacher teacher who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind see because if he had just become blind when he was 25 they would have said oh what have you been doing like you know you just you've been bad have you You're just like, you must be evil. Um, Because we have this general belief all over the world. People in general, all over the world, no matter what culture you are, is that good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. So if bad things are happening to you, you must have done something to attract that into your life. It doesn't matter where you come from, people believe that. It's very superstitious. It's, um, it's just like, oh, oh, something bad is just happening in my life. I wonder what I'm doing wrong. What is God trying to talk to me about? Yeah, it's just like, I'll, I'll just tell you a newsflash. God is not trying to talk to you. If he wants to talk to you, you'll know what he's saying. Okay, he, he actually finds it very easy to talk to you. You were designed to hear him. He made you in such a way that you could hear him. Your problem isn't that you can't hear him clearly. Your problem is not that your ears are clogged up. Your problem is that you hear him too easily and you thought it was just your own thought. That's actually the problem that we have. We hear him too easy. Teacher, who sinned? This man or his parents? Because you see, he was born blind. Like, I mean, bad things happen to bad people. He must have been a really rotten little embryo inside his mother's womb. Uh, and I reckon, you know, I reckon some mothers would say of their kid in their womb, it's like, yeah, he just waits until my bladder is full and then goes like that. Just, you know, just like, he must be a nasty little tiny baby. And you know, just, just like, they're just confused because the kid has not had a chance to do anything wrong. So maybe it was dad. Maybe dad is not a good man. Or maybe mum. Maybe it was mum. Maybe maybe it's because she didn't want this baby. And, you know, just like, and, and so, see, this, people do it all the time. They try and figure out why this has happened. And I, I've... I've got my next news flash for you. None of us are smart enough to answer the question. We don't have all the information. So they asked him. It's kind of like if you get to hang around with Jesus himself and he, you just walk past the, the guy who's been born blind, now's your opportunity to ask the hard question. Jesus, I've always been wondering about that one. Like, who, who was naughty, this guy or his parents? Like, whose fault is this? Who did the wrong thing? Maybe it was his grandfather. You know, it's a generational thing. Um, so they asked him. Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents did the wrong thing. Hang on a second. Neither this man nor his parents did the wrong thing. This just happened. Then he says something that I'm not sure that even Christians who read this all the time, I'm not sure that they even hear what Jesus just said. But so that the works of God should be revealed in him, I must work the works of him who sent me while it's day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. What? Let me put it into normal English. Can I do that? Because Jesus talks difficult. Um, Jesus didn't always make it easy. He's a great communicator But sometimes he's a really difficult communicator. And you've got to go home and think about what he just said because you have no idea what he just said. And that's maybe not meaning that's well, just deal with that. Sometimes his disciples didn't even know what he what he meant. And 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 they were too scared to even ask him because he's just as likely to say, What do you mean you don't get it? What do you like? You serious? You don't get that? Then how are you going to get anything? It's just, you know, it's just like, okay. Here's the bit. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, "Go wash in the pool of Siloam." It's a pool that's just down the road from where they were. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Okay, let me put this in my own language, can I? You're walking along, you're with Jesus. There's a man who is born blind. Teacher, who's the one that did the wrong thing? And Jesus is just like, you're missing the whole point. Didn't, did you just see who you just pointed to when you asked me the question? You've got a question. Who did the wrong thing? that he's born blind. Look at who you're pointing to, Jesus said. He's blind. Guys, open up your own eyes. You can't see that the guy is suffering. I want to do something about that. You've got a question that you want me to ask, answer. Like, who's, whose fault was this? I'm not interested in answering the question. I actually care about the person who's blind. You've got, a, you've got a question about theology. You've got a question about God. And all, what do you know what I've got a question about? I've got a question about how come you can't see that he's suffering. Like all you've got is just a question in your head. Are you kidding me? This guy's blind. He was born blind. He's never seen in his whole life. I want to do something about that. That shows you something about God. That that says something about God. See, because all the time we think that God is getting ready to point out our sins to us. We think that God has got a finger like this. We think that God is just pointing and he's just saying, you did that wrong last week, I saw you. It's just like, you know, and you, you know, you think you're okay. You filled everybody else, but you don't fill God. It's just like, that's what we think God is like. When I was a teenager, I'm not sure that I'm really grateful for my mum for this. She was a Christian. She was the only Christian in my family when, where, I, where I grew up. And I would go out to a party and like, you know, I'd be in my late teens and I'd get in my car and I was going to party and I partied hard when I was a teenager. I mean, like seriously, uh, it wasn't pretty. Some of you understand what alcohol can be like. It's not pretty. It doesn't end well. Um, it, it, It ends passed out under a tree somewhere. It ends up with people abusing you and doing all sorts of things. It ends up you risking your life on the road and risking the life of many other people on the road. I know what it's like. My mum used to say to me, listen, just remember this one thing before you leave the house. You can fool me and you can fool everybody else but you can never feel God. He's always watching. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> it didn't stop me doing what I was going to do, but it actually gave me a picture of God that actually was not true because God does not have this finger. Famous Christian verse in the Bible is John 3.16 a couple of chapters before what I just read there and it says this for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life Christians all over the world know that verse very few Christians know the next verse it goes on like this it says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son he so loved you that he gave his only son he so loved you, he so was in love with you. This is God, the creator, the one who made everything. He is so in love with you that he gave, his, he gave everything that he's got. His only one and only son, that whoever would believe in him, if you would just believe in him, if you would just accept him, if you would just invite him into your world, whoever believes in him shouldn't perish because the whole world is perishing. We all do. Look at our society. Look at our world. Look at the TV. Look at open up your Facebook feed and you will see that the world is perishing. So that you wouldn't perish, but have life, have eternal life. For God is did not send, I'm carrying on from the verse, I'm going to go into verse 17 now, for God did not send his son to condemn the world. God did not send his son to point out your faults. He did not send his son to tell you all the things that you're doing wrong. He did not send his son to, to point out, you know, this has happened to your back, and you don't want to know why? It's because this, this, this—that that is not what he did. God did not send His Son to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. That's what he sees when he sees the blind man. We want to find out who gets the finger pointed at him—him him or his parents? Sorry, Mama, whose fault is it? is it you is it you or is it him you know just like and Jesus is just like i'm not pointing the finger i want to heal i want to restore not just the back but i want to restore the things that have been robbed from you in your life those relational things I w- it's just like i want to i want to give you life i want you to dance that's what he's saying um it's that's Jesus. That's Jesus. I went from the village with the blind guy into another village. And, uh, and, I, and I have a meeting a bit like this, although it's probably not as quiet as this. It's outside, and I'm in the remotest village I have ever been to in my whole life. It is nowhere near anything. There is no power, no electricity in this village. There is no running water in this village. There is no sanitation in this village. People are living in mud brick homes. It's just like there's no paving anywhere. There's no cement. There's no bitumen. There's no, this is, I am in a different world right now. Uh, The guy who I was with is an evangelist. This is his village. And so he just decides we're going to have an open air right now. It was like a Tuesday at about 10 o'clock in the morning. And we're going to have an open air. He, has not, he hasn't advertised. Nobody knows. They didn't even know we were coming. We just rolled up there. And he is so excited. So he just went around the whole village. Oh, we're going to have an open air. Just like we've, I've got this guy from Australia. He's going to tell you all about Jesus. So come, because we're we're going to start right now. So just just go out and get people. Just like come come back over here. We're just going to meet over there, just in that bit of ground just over there. Um, oh, look, could you just bring like a a woven mat or something that you know that that uh, the women can sit on? Because you know they're not. Then we just got to look after them. It's just like like within. It took a half an hour. The next minute, I've got a crowd. I've got more people that's in this room and they're sitting in an area that probably is like this big. They are crammed in uh, on this woven palm mat, you know. And, uh, and so I get up there, I'm being interpreted. Um, I'm being interpreted through an interpreter because this is remote. So the guy that I'm doing the ministry with, can speak English, and he can speak in Marathi, the, 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 the language of the state. Okay? So he's, he's going to interpret me into Marathi. So, okay, that's good. But he can't speak the village language. And most of the people in this village, it is so remote that they cannot speak the state language. They can't speak Marathi. And so he's got the guy who sort of like comes from this village, he's interpreting from Marathi because he can't understand me in English. So this is going English to Marathi to the village language. So it's kind of like, and this guy who's translating from me into Marathi, um, He's just kind of like he's just like we gotta go, we gotta go, like we can't stay here. Just like hurry up, just so, so like this is gonna be like a five minute message, but a five minute message that gets translated into this, and then it's it's fifteen minutes, even though it's only a five minute message. Okay, you can kind of get it. Um, and then I was, we were gonna have a time for healing, so I just said, uh, well, shall we pray for people? And the, and the guy who's from the village through this guy he's just like yeah this is my village i really want you to pray for people in my village would you please pray for people in my village this guy here who's sort of like the boss of the whole ministry trip he's just like we have to go i know what these people are like each one of them will want ian to pray for them and for their kids and for their grandmother and just like just just this is going to take forever that's what he's thinking this is going to take forever if, if we pray for people. So, so he's just like, no, we're not going to pray for everybody. What we're going to do is we're going to get everybody to stand up who's sick and we're going to get Ian to pray one prayer over everybody. We're just going to pray for them all at once. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's cool. And the other guy, I don't think he was particularly happy, but just like, yeah, all right. So I'm just like, okay, so I just got everybody to stand up who was sick or in pain. The whole village stood up. You know, just like, um, and so I'm just like, did they understand me? Just like, seriously, you're all sick or in pain? Um, I actually didn't realise, but in third world countries, with no medicine anywhere, pretty well everybody is sick or in pain pain is a real problem right around our world pain because they, they, they can't just go and get a panadol they can't get a Nurofen. okay there's just nothing that they just have to put up with it. and uh, particularly a lot of the women because a lot of the women they're doing back breaking work i mean it's a bit of an insult to the men because a lot of the men just sit around but the women do all like the sweeping and and like they're always bending over and you know, they're, they're doing a lot of lifting and stuff like that. So that, like, it's really common for them to have back pains and, you know, just like, and particularly in India where they sit on the ground. So they're not going to sit on a chair. Imagine what it'd be like if you had to sit on the ground, like, and then trying to get up. Like, that's just like, that'd be like really bad. And so anyway, so I have this, They have this general prayer translated into Marathi, translated into the local language so then i'm just like so okay i want you to check it out if you can tell that you are you have been healed and you can actually feel that you've been healed you're actually noticeably different noticeably better and you can feel that within yourself that you know you um just put your hand up where everybody put their hand up and i'm thinking okay you clearly didn't understand me because I just prayed that you would all get better and so you can't all be better. Because <laughs> why would I have prayed for you if you were all better? So you can't be better because I prayed for you to get better. I know it doesn't make sense. Just So I'm thinking, maybe they misunderstood me. Look, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe they're just thinking, because I know some cultures they tell you what they think you want to hear. Yes, I got better. Yes, I got better, Pastor. They didn't. You know, if they were in Australia, they would have said, "No, I'm still sore." You know, but in other cultures, they tell you what they what you want to hear, and I'm just like, okay, so I'm just talking to these. They got it wrong. Like they can't all be better, because I prayed for them to get better they can't all be better like you can't have a 100% hit rate I'm not Jesus and I just prayed one prayer get them to check it out oh so they're doing the thing check it out so do something that you couldn't do before like they're just like right now that you've checked it out how many people you can see that you're better because now you can do things that you couldn't do just 10, 15 minutes ago. Put your hand up. They'll put their hand up. I'm just like, that's just not right. Just. <laughs> and then this guy who's the village, he decides it would be great for testimony time. So, he's, so people are just coming out. And he's interpreting into Marathi. Marathi is coming into English for my benefit, you know, and, oh, you know, this person comes to the front. Oh, I, I, my shoulder, I couldn't move my, my shoulder. I could only put my arm up to here. And like I'm, and how, and how is it now? It's just like, yeah, another person. Oh, like, I mean, chronic back pain. Um, I couldn't sit down on the ground because I couldn't actually get down there. Can you now? Just and it's just like, and one after the other. It's just like and then then people just start coming up because they want some prayer. And there was a lady came forward and she had her little daughter with her. Now her daughter be probably seven, eight, and beautiful little girl, and she's. Carrying her like this. And, uh, and, you know, just looks like a normal kid. And so, uh, so she comes forward. She's standing in front of me. I haven't, and she's talking to me. I got, I have no idea what she's saying. And, um, and then this guy is getting from him what's going on. Um, Oh, um, uh, she's deaf. I'm just like, oh, okay. So I'm just like, I just want to make sure that I'm understanding everything. So she's this close to me. So I just go like that. And this kid just starts laughing and saying, "Uh uh-huh. And I'm just thinking, well, okay, okay. So clearly you could see me going like that and so you can see me doing something and you're just going, aha. And like, so what I did is with one hand, I made it so that she couldn't see what my other hand is doing. And I went like that and she laughs, going, aha. So I took it out here. Aha. Aha. Uh huh. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so it must be the other ear. (laughs) So I stopped her being able to see what I'm going to do here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I'm just like, I thought you said she was deaf. I'm about to pray for her. The whole village is erupting because they all know her and they know that she can't hear. And they, sort, they they don't understand English but they certainly understand what I'm doing and they themselves can hardly hear me doing it and they can see that she hears it. It erupts. I've got this beautiful picture of me holding this kid in my arms. It's just like it's one of my favourite pictures um, because that's Jesus. That's what Jesus is like. See, because he saw a little girl who desperately needed the power of God. What would have happened if I just preached my nice little five-minute message, translated, translated, I want you to pray for everybody in my village. No, we don't have time. We've got to go. What would have happened if we actually left? What would have happened if, yeah, yeah, but look, just do a quick prayer over everybody and then we go. Uh, okay, Jesus, just like, we've got to go. See you later. Like, how many how many people were getting healed in the process of coming out the front? Because as it turned out, as I discovered When the mum was bringing that daughter out for prayer, that daughter had not been healed. the, The general prayer had not done anything yet. Okay? And what confused me is that I didn't pray for her. Because I thought that you're supposed to pray over people. But this was somebody, it's just like, when Jesus shows up in the room, things happen. Seriously. And we should just just give space for him to do what he wants to do and to love him for it because he loves us. He loves us, he loves us because he loves us because he loves us because he loves us. He is not judging you. If you prayed for something and you didn't get an answer, that does not mean that the answer is no. Too many Christians come up with that conclusion. Too many people who love God, give their whole life to him. They'll pray for something and if it doesn't happen right there and then, they, they try and answer the question, why didn't it work? They're doing exactly the same things that the disciples were doing in the beginning of that story. What am I doing wrong that I didn't get healed? Who sinned? That he's blind. I prayed for this situation. I did not get healed. What am I doing wrong? You might be doing everything right. You just need to keep going. You just need to keep pushing through. You just need to keep going. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. If Jesus himself was right here, standing here right now, do you think there would be an answer for your prayer? absolutely. He is no different. I know you can't see him, but he's here. I know you can't see him, but he's here. I know you can't see him, but he's here. He's here. He's here. He's actually in the room right now. His Holy Spirit is here. His Holy Spirit is moving across this 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 room right now. I can't see it. But I guarantee that if someone could see, they would look around this room and they'd say, oh, look at that. Like there's a cloud in this room because it's the Holy Spirit. He's right there with you. Do you have a need? He's right there with you. Ian is not the healer. Jesus is. He's really, really good at it. He sends his spirit to make himself known to all of us. So we're going to have a time where we're going to pray for people because I know Jesus told me that a lot of people came here. How's your foot? Like, give me a number out of 10. Zero. How long have you had that? Sorry? You've had that for about a month now. And like, no, we haven't even prayed for you. It's just like, do you remember we sang that song? What a, one, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Did you know that there's a Bible verse that's like that? If you want to know what made that man well, because you just saw that no one laid hands on him, no one prayed for him. Okay, so this is not faith healing. This is not good karma or anything like that. This is, there is someone in the room. If you want to know what made him well, it was the name of Jesus and it was the faith that comes through that name that has made him well and whole. Okay, That's happening here right now in the room. That's good news because that means that there is a powerful presence here in this room. Whatever is your situation, there is a powerful presence in this room. I've seen God do absolutely wild things. I saw a man once, a Filipino, and he'd had a boating accident out at sea, weeks out at sea. He was a, a merchant marine. He'd broken his arm and they couldn't get him to land. And so his his arm had set out at sea. By the time they eventually got him to land, it's too late. And I've heard from the doctors uh, as to what actually happens, is that the best that they can do, because now that it's been healed wrongly, then the, it, he's actually ru- he's destroyed his arm. So now the best that they can do is break his arm again, put it in a position that is functional, like this, so that he could reach over, move things around about, so he's got something that's semi mobility he can't do this his 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 elbow is destroyed he does not have that elbow anymore i've seen that guy bawling jumping up and down screaming going like this you know um telling everybody in his workplace what just happened because jesus did something that is just beyond a miracle i wasn't the one who prayed for him there was just a random person beside him who decided he would just pray for his mate, and God showed up because it's not you who does the healing; it's Jesus in you. It's just like, so we're gonna we're gonna have a time. I would love to have a time to pray for people right now. Is that good? would, would that be would that be fine? Um, I want to respect the fact that a number of you are not from this church. So if, if you were all from this church, then you would all know each other. And so what I would do, if that was true, I would have actually found out who are the ones who are sick or in need right now to identify themselves. And I would have just basically got the rest of you to go and lay hands on them because it actually doesn't need me. I would have got you to do that. But I just want to respect the fact that because I don't know who you all are. You know, I know a couple of you. Uh, that are familiar faces but there are a lot of you I've, I've never seen you before in my life and so I don't know if you know anybody else in this room or maybe you don't know anybody you know so I just want to make that nice and safe for you so what I'm going to do in a minute is I'm going to lead you in a prayer um, I think I might get a guitarist up here just to provide just a little bit of a worship environment for us not that we're going to like go for it full-on um, but just like create a little bit of bit of like a, a a quiet worshipful space for us um and i'm going to invite you to come and come and stand down the front if you can't stand then i'll think what i'll do is uh i'll get these you you guys here i'll get you to vacate these this front row because you know if 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 you're like you're really like you're suffering badly and just to stand out the front i i want to respect uh respect you for that and so You'd be able to come and sit down in one one of the chairs down here. That'd be really cool. I've brought uh, my wife and and uh, and a couple of our young adult women uh, from our church uh, up here. They are all power packs. Um, this kind of stuff. We, we do this all the time, and and see God doing amazing things. And uh, so they are here to be part of the ministry team. Um, Pastor Steve, if if you've got a couple. Of people in, in your church that you just think you know you guys are like full on you, you carry it then you know just like you could just tap them on the shoulder and say I want because if like if there's four people come forward then we'll be able to handle that ourselves but if there's 40 people come forward well we won't be able to okay so is that is that okay um, so how are we going to do this right now I want to pray. Could I just say this as I'm about to start to pray? I want you to hear my heart in this. When I was 22 years old, I was a long way from a good life. I was not doing drugs, but you got to believe how I did alcohol there are many times I could tell you that I ought to be dead. You watch RBT and programs like that on TV. I'm the kid that it's a wonder that I'm still alive, I've got so much alcohol in my system. I'm the kid that gets in his car and is driving 60 miles an hour down the wrong side of the double highway because he thinks he's on the other side. And he's going in the complete wrong direction. And that's because I was going in the complete wrong direction in my life. I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't. I knew that there was a God, but I didn't know that he was good. I thought that he was trying to make me religious. I thought that if you could just keep out of his line of sight, if you could live your life down here so that he didn't see you, everything would be fine. I kept away from him because I was afraid of him and I didn't trust him. I didn't know if he was even good, to tell you the truth, because I saw all sorts of conflicting things in my world. I saw him doing amazing things in one place and not amazing things in another, and I just wasn't sure if he's even good. I knew he was there. I just wanted to keep away from him. And I did everything in my power to run away from him. Honestly, I tried everything in my power to run away from him. But my life was not a good life. I moved away from my family. I moved away from my mother, who's the only one who was praying for me. The only one who actually really believed in me. I moved away from my home. I just wanted to get away from them all. I remember one time, in the building that I stayed at, a flatmate, he had his rifle sitting there in the corridor. I remember looking at it one time, just thinking, you know what? It would just take one bullet. That's all it was take. I was probably about 20 years of age at that time. I had my whole future in front of me, but I couldn't see that it was good because I was running away and I was trying to keep away from God. He was always there. I tried to numb it with alcohol. I tried to numb it with foolish risks and I, t- I took crazy risks. I would stand on the top of cliffs with my feet hanging over I would do ridiculous things in drunken stupids, on the top of nine-storey buildings, on the very top, throwing furniture down into the crowd below, just for the fun of it, to see them all screaming and running away like ants down the bottom. Like all of this, because I was lost. In my heart, I was lost. I was looking for somebody The very one I was looking for is the one I'd turned my back on. It was God. He loved me. He loved me. He He was the father that I never knew. He was the father that I was looking for. He was the father that I wanted in my life. He was the one that would love me and guide me and give me direction and purpose, who would believe in me, who would say, come on, boy, stand up, you can do that you're a warrior, you're a fighter, you're an awesome man. Like, he was that God. He was that father. But I was running from him because I didn't trust him and I thought he was going to make me religious and I thought he was going to kill all of my fun. So I ran from him until at the age of 22, I discovered him. I found him. The truth is, he found me. And then all of a sudden... I realized that this was what I was created for. I was created to know him. You and I, we were created to know our Papa God. You and I were created to know him. But we're a long way away from him. I was a long way away with bad choices. but There are other people in the world who are a long way away from him, but with good choices. They fill their life up with career and success. They fill their life up with health and, 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 and money and financial status. They fill their life up with insurances. They fill their life up with possessions and properties. They fill their life up with all sorts of good things, great things, family. But they're running from the very one who is their life. God is so loves us that he didn't want us to live our life on our own. He wants to be there with us. He wants to give us life. He doesn't want to take it away from us. He wants to restore to us joy and peace and patience and righteousness. He wants to show us how to live like a king or a queen. He wants to make us sons and daughters of heaven itself. He wants to fill us with His Spirit. He wants to make it, bring to life a nobility in each one of us, irrespective of if we're male or female, if we're old or we're young, we're educated or non-educated, we're white or black or yellow or red or whatever whatever skin color we are. It makes no difference. He wants to bring out a nobility in us, whether we're tall or short whether we're good-looking as far as the world is concerned, or if we actually look really ordinary. He wants to make a nobility in us, whether we're talented or not talented, whether we did good at school or we were the worst problem at school and everyone was just glad when we just left. He wants to fill us with his Spirit. We're designed for it. If you've lived your life feeling like there's an emptiness in your heart, If you've lived your life feeling that you've been missing out on something, but you just can't put your finger on it, I'm here to tell you right now, I've come all the way from Hornsby in Sydney to tell you this, that it's Jesus. He's the one that you're looking for, and you probably don't even know it. He's the one you're looking for, because he's going to fill your life. He's going to make you complete. He does not want to judge you. He wants to give you life. He wants to set you free. He doesn't want to lock you up and make you suffer he wants to restore you and set you in front of all the universe as an object of his praise and glory he wants to, he wants to show the entire all the angels he wants to hold you up and say look what I can do he's, he's been doing that in my life since I was 22 because he took a broken lost young man ruining his life wrecking his life and potentially with the risk of wrecking everybody else's life and he's taken that young man and he's held him up for all of heaven and hell to see and he has said do you want to see this this is my boy his name's Ian he lives in Hornsby he's awesome he does awesome things He knows me. He's filled with my spirit. He tells people about me. He sees amazing miracles. Look what I can do with a broken boy. Look what I can do with him. Look at what I can do with a boy who came from a broken family. Look what I can do with that boy. I can get him to become the father of an amazing family that's so together. Look what I can do. He continues to hold me up, he wants to hold you up too. How do you what do you do? God so loved God so loved you that he gave his only son. That if you just believed in him. It's as simple as that. What does that mean? It's that you just depend on him. It's it's that you would just trust him. Trust him with tomorrow. Trust him with the circumstances in your life. Are you studying? Trust him with your study. Are you looking for work? Trust him with your work. Uh, uh, Are you looking for finances? Trust him with your finances. Are you struggling with your health? health? Trust him with your health. Is there something going on in your family? Trust him with your family. He just wants you to trust him that whoever believes in him, that they wouldn't perish. It says this in John's gospel. It says, if anyone received him, that is, if they just trusted him, that's if you just trusted him, he takes that as that you're inviting him into, into your life. And he says, to as many as received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You, you get to walk from this room knowing that you're God's son or you're God's, God's daughter. If you've never experienced that, I'm just here to tell you right now, you can experience it right now. Probably the majority of people in this room have actually done that. They have said, Jesus, would you come into my life? They've, they've prayed that prayer. I prayed it when I was 22. I prayed it when I was in a kitchen with these strange people who were telling me all about Jesus. And they asked me, did I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior? I didn't understand what that even meant. I'm just like, I'm in. I just said, yeah. We didn't have a time where, where like we all closed our eyes. That would have been dumb. In a kitchen. I just want to know, I've laboured this one a little bit because I really feel like I want to. I really feel like I need to. Do you need Jesus to come into your life? If you do, I just, I just want you to just wave your hand to me just so I can see because I don't know most of you and I I just don't want to lose this moment without giving you a chance if if you want Jesus to come into your life and you've just never done that before do you want to just put your hand up just so I can see it don't worry about other people like because they've all done the same thing just we just want to welcome you into our family that's all we've got a great tribe going on and uh so anybody just I'm just gonna look around the room because I don't know any of you just like any, any of you just stick your hand up I'll see it probably well good on you like you're awesome like I get to call you sister now how good is that like that is so cool if your heart's beating inside your chest that that's probably god knocking <laughs> but just stick your hand up just he's not going to ruin it for you Anybody? Anybody else? Just want to give you just a holy moment. If you're a believer here, that I want you to pray right now. Like, just stop watching on. I want you to just like, come on, God, go for it. Just get some angels in there. and just. Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm going to pray with you later on. Is that, is that good? Can I pray with you later on? Yeah? I would love to pray with you later on and and I'd I'd like to like have a little introduction you and me together and with Papa God it's going to be just so awesome because I think he's going to say some really cool things for you that's so good okay how about we make this easy for the next couple of minutes how about we all stand guys can clear that front row if you would like someone to pray with you um i'd like you to come out the front right now so if you're sick or in pain in pain just come out right now don't don't wait anymore just come out um if you feel like you'd you'd need to sit down you know because then uh We've got spare chairs here. Anybody else? So don't be shy. Come on. I just figure if anything's on offer, go for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just give you a little bit more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, well, is one of you out here? You've got like spasms down, like your left arm. Is is that one of you guys out here? It's just in your elbow, just in there. Okay. Um. No, I just I just felt it. It's not it's not me. Um. I want to respect the different cultures in the room. I feel like Jesus is saying that uh, there there are, there are some people in here, and your culture is to sit back and not put yourself forward, but He wants to honor you, and uh, and He would love you to come forward. Um, uh, particularly, there's somebody with like a pancreas uh, thing going on, um, someone with. Uh, someone with a... what am I feeling is it like a growth in, in your groin or something like that um, don't worry I'm not going to lay hands on on it it's just like um, it's just like that it'd just be too weird um, thank you Lord thank you Lord mums and dads if you've got kids are uh, here that you'd love to get some prayer for them you're allowed to go and get your, your kid and bring them out too um that that would be like a really cool thing to do um really open for that um uh steve wherever steve is around the place have you tapped a couple of your people on the shoulder because i think we might need a bit of a help um the 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 rest of you if you're not out here um and you're tossing up whether or not to pray again because you've prayed about this a lot of times and you've just always it's kind of like you're scared to pray again um then I want you to be bold and pray again Um, Abraham prayed day and night for 20 years he just kept going so if you prayed day and night for 20 years you're starting to get to the end until then keep coming out is that good? so team you just uh, go to whoever you just feel like you, you need to um then that'll be really, really good. Thank you, Lord. The rest of you, if you want to sit down, just feel free to do that. Uh, I don't know if the cup of tea's still going down the back, but you're allowed to do that too. Um, it's all really good. Am I still on? Yep. Um, for those who are doing the praying, if somebody gets an instant healing, could you let us know um, so that we can like rejoice together? That'd be really good.
1: Okay, everybody, we're just going to allow what happened to keep happening up here. Um, these people are just reaching out and believing in faith, but uh, it is nine o'clock at night and uh, we want to respect you for, for coming out. It's been a long day for some of you. So we just want to release you now. Um, go home and get some rest. If you want to stick around down the back, you're more than welcome to. But uh, we just want to give God glory, God glory tonight. Amen. He's, uh, I don't know, I've been blessed. The The, the stories that the word that's been really encouraging for us to realize that we serve a good, good father and he really does want to touch our lives and he really is reaching out into our lives through his son, Jesus Christ. So uh, why don't we just close off in prayer right now and you may be released and go and spend time with your family. So Lord, we just thank you for tonight and we give you glory in this. We thank you for what you're doing even now with our brothers and sisters as they are reaching out for healing. We just thank you, Jesus, that you are healing them And that you are setting them free. Lord, uh, I want to thank you for my brothers and sisters that are here tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that they could fellowship with us. That they could be encouraged both in food and fellowship and song. And they could be encouraged by the word. I pray, Lord God, that you would touch our lives even more. And you would take us deeper into the understanding of your love for us. So that we can share your love with those around us. For Lord, we believe. We believe it's the time for us as a church, as a church within the, the the locality of Griffith to stand together and to reach the people of Griffith, Lord God, because there is a, a gospel that needs to be shared. There is a people that need to be reached and there is, a, Lord God, people that need to be set free. So I thank you, Lord, even right across this house tonight, that you would just breathe afresh upon our hearts, that you would inspire us and empower us and equip us with an even greater degree of your holy spirit to take your word to take your truth to take your love beyond the four walls of the church building and take it into the community and show these people how much you really love them so i pray Lord god anoint each person here tonight with a hunger and a heart to search and to save the lost as that is your heart lord god for this community. So we thank you for this, Jesus. Bless each person as they go. And may they, Lord, enjoy and have a mighty Sunday tomorrow. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. And uh, praise the Lord.